What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. High school students in Berrien County will soon have a chance to get paid while learning a skilled trade. Lake Michigan College, Berrien Risa, and the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber have teamed up for the Berrien Talent Collaborative, a program aimed at juniors and seniors. At an event today, LMC President Trevor Kubotsky said the idea has been in the works for about a year. He approached Risa Superintendent Eric Hopstock about the idea of using LMC's Niles campus for apprenticeship training. This really was kicked off when I sat down with Eric and said, hey, I have a campus here in Niles filled with high schoolers in the morning for my classes, but there's room for more. Could we give you the building? And he said, okay. Under the Berrien Talent Collaborative, a high school student could spend time taking classes in school and getting paid training with an employer in the field of their choice at the same time. Kubowski says this is the first countywide youth apprenticeship program in Michigan, although LMC has run registered apprenticeships for some time. We have the model, we know how it works, and we know that it does work. In fact, in this day and age, if a business comes and says, I need a welder, better be an apprentice because everybody in my welding shop is already employed somewhere. And so this is just taking it one step further, and we know that if we can get them into the employment, they're going to stay here, they're going to become citizens and residents and, and build back our population. LMC donated the Niles building to Risa back in September. However, college programs will continue there in addition to the apprenticeship training. The goal is to launch the new Berrien Talent Collaborative in the fall. Businesses and individuals from around the region have been honored with the 2024 Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber Business Recognition Awards. Announced at the annual breakfast today, the awards are intended to honor those businesses that have thrived and made a difference in Southwest Michigan. Chamber President Arthur Havlicek tells us it's always a good feeling to salute the winners. It's one thing to receive an award and be recognized for all the contributions, but to know that your peers selected you out of a crowded competitive field is meaningful. And that's why I think a lot of the winners today got emotional up on stage. And it's just a really cool thing to see. It's the culmination of their passion, I think. And we're thrilled to just provide them with the moment. The winners were selected today live during the breakfast as chamber members got to vote on the spot. The Best New Business Award went to Base Bowls and Company. The Small Business of the Year is Pete's Cider Social. Receiving the Nonprofit Excellence Award was the Logan Autism Learning Center. The Economic Impact Award went to Lane Automotive. Justin Juice Konecki of Watermark Brewing Company received the Rising Star Award. Finally, Jim Jimbo Shelton was the winner of the Pat Moody Award. Havlicek says he's amazed by the energy shown by each winner in the entire Southwest Michigan business community. Speaking of the Chamber, the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber has announced some new programs to promote the region and better serve its members. Arthur Havlicek tells us the organization's creating the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber Foundation, a nonprofit. Currently, he says the Chamber can do a lot to lobby for local businesses. But that ability to engage in lobbying precludes us from most federal and state grant opportunities, most charitable giving. I mean, it's just a different tax treatment. So by having a 501c3 foundation to help supplement and support the important work of the Chamber, we will be able to increase our capacity and better meet the needs of our members. Havlicek says the foundation will focus on leadership development, business development, and community development. 
Also today, the chamber announced Discover Southwest Michigan. Discover Southwest Michigan is going to be the region's first sole talent attraction nonprofit dedicated on regional marketing, relocation services, and the like. Havlicek says with Discover Southwest Michigan, the chamber can help address the area's declining population and make the region more sustainable. The two programs were announced at the chamber's breakfast this morning, marking 70 years of the organization. The effort to raise funds for a new playground at Silver Beach County Park is about 72% complete. Speaking to the Berrien County Board of Commissioners this week, Parks Director Jill Adams said the fundraising will continue until the $1.25 million goal is met. She said there will be another give-back event next week in St. Joseph. Pizza Hut contacted us last year to see what they could do to help us with this project, and they are doing a give-back night next Wednesday. So I encourage you all to let Pizza Hut make dinner for you next Wednesday, and people do need to show a flyer. We have the flyer on our website. You can also find it on the website of Silver Beach. Adam says this is just one of many events held to seek support for the new playground. The Berrien Community Foundation has really helped us navigate this fundraising effort, kept us on track, brainstormed with us multiple times, and given us a lot of support. The playground project has about $905,000 of the total needed. Anyone can make a donation online or at the Wednesday give back of night. Adam said the goal is to start construction this fall and be finished with the new playground by the summer of 2025. The current playground equipment is about 30 years old, and supporters of the project hope to install something more modern and accessible to all kids. The final defendant in a federal guns case out of Benton Harbor has been convicted. U.S. Attorney Mark Totten says 22-year-old Earl Austin IV of Benton Harbor has been found guilty by a jury of two counts of conspiracy to distribute methamphetamine, five counts of distribution of methamphetamine, three counts of possession and transfer of a machine gun, Four counts of felon in possession of a firearm and one count of possession with intent to distribute methamphetamine. In December of 2022, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Michigan announced charges against 11 defendants, including Austin. The charges covered a range of crimes, including the sale of switches or small devices that turned semi-automatic pistols into fully automatic machine guns. The U.S. Attorney's Office later charged six additional defendants as part of the same investigation. All have now been convicted. 13 have been sentenced, with the sentences ranging from 24 months to 180 months. The sentencing date for Austin has not yet been scheduled. When the 2024 Michigan Black Summit kicked off today in Benton Harbor, attendees received a recorded welcome message from a special guest speaker. Governor Gretchen Whitmer sent in a video to begin the two-day gathering. As governor, I want to share my commitment to this year's theme, piecing the puzzle back together. It encapsulates why you all are here. It signifies our shared purpose to foster a sense of interconnectedness and recognize the power that comes from unity. Whitmer said she and Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist hope everyone has an enriching experience. Let this summit be a beacon of hope, inspiration, and the catalyst for change. Let us embrace the next two days with open hearts, open minds, and a shared determination to piece the puzzle back together. The Michigan Black Summit, hosted by Neighbors Organizing Against Racism, is being held at the Lake Michigan College Mendel Center through Saturday night. The keynote speaker is Dr. Ken Harris, presented a president of the Michigan Black Business League. Tomorrow's gala will feature entertainment from Howard Hewitt and 90s R&B group Public Announcement. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson is also attending. And the Region 4 Area Agency on Aging's Computer Learning Center at the Campus for Creative Aging will have a special guest instructor next week. It'll welcome Miss Wheelchair USA, Fanchin Fanny Pierce, for a program on managing Google Photos. Pierce was crowned Miss Wheelchair USA in July of 2023. Her platform is empowering lives and building more effective leaders through peer mentoring. 
On a Friday, February 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., she will teach attendees about loading, filing, editing, and managing storage of their photos on the Google platform. The class is free and open to the public, although space will be limited. We'll have instructions for registering at our website. Lynn and Freeborn Kellogg Campus for Creative Aging Coordinator Amy Nichols says that she's grateful to Fanny for volunteering her time to teach. You can learn more about Miss Wheelchair USA at misswheelchairusa.org. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. A judge has handed down a decision in Donald Trump's fraud case. This is a special report from ABC News. Trump civil fraud trial ruling. I'm Chuck Sievertson. Judge Arthur Engeron in New York City has issued his ruling in former President Donald Trump's civil fraud case. The judge says the Trump organization must pay back to the state of New York over $354 million. This was the in-effect penalty phase of the bench trial. There was no jury. The judge weeks ago had already ruled that the Trump organization had committed fraud in the valuing of real estate properties to pay less taxes and to get more favorable loan rates. Mr. Trump plans to appeal. ABC's John Santucci. It also appears that Donald Trump's two eldest sons, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, who are running the company while their father was in the White House, both boys, David, on the hook for $4 million apiece. ABC's John Santucci to ABC's David Muir. This is ABC News. Israel's defense minister says Israel is thoroughly planning its promised military offensive in the southern Gaza city of Rafah. That signaled a determination to move ahead despite growing international concerns about the safety of the large Palestinian civilian population huddled there. U.S. President Joe Biden has urged Israel not to carry out the operation without a credible plan to protect civilians, while Egypt has said an operation could threaten diplomatic relations between the countries. Many other world leaders have issued similar messages of concern. An estimated 1.4 million Palestinians, more than half of Gaza's entire population, have crammed into Rafah, most of them displaced by fighting elsewhere in the country. This morning, Russia's prison agency released a statement saying imprisoned Putin critic Alexei Navalny has died at the age of 47. Prison officials claim that Navalny fell unwell after a walk and suddenly lost consciousness. They haven't said whether he shot himself in the back of the head or fell out of a window. ABC's Karen Travers has reaction from President Biden. President Biden used Alexei Navalny's death to keep up his pressure on the House to pass funding for Ukraine, legislation that's already passed with bipartisan support in the Senate. This tragedy reminds us of the stakes of this moment. The president slammed the House for going on recess as the administration warns that Ukraine is running out of ammunition, calling it outrageous. Two weeks, they're walking away. Two weeks. What are they thinking? My God. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Kremlin critics, turncoat spies, and investigative journalists have been attacked or killed in a variety of ways in Russia. The attacks range from the exotic, like polonium-laced tea, to the more mundane, like getting shot at close range. Assassination attempts against foes of President Vladimir Putin have been common during his nearly quarter century in power. Relatives of the victims and the few survivors have blamed Russian authorities, but the Kremlins routinely denied any involvement. Russian authorities said today Putin's key political challenger, Navalny, died in an Arctic prison colony. The details are murky. His team says it has no confirmation of his death. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis's father testified at her disqualification hearing in the Trump election interference case today. 
He explained Willis' use of cash to when she repaid special counsel Nathan Wade for travel and meals. More from ABC's Dave Packer. During the hearing on Thursday, Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis repeatedly testified that when Nathan Wade booked their travel or paid for meals, she would repay him with large amounts of cash. That drew skepticism from the defense counsel. On Friday, Willis's father, John Floyd, explained his daughter's use of cash. It's a black thing, okay? Adding. Most black folks, they hide cash or they keep cash. Floyd saying he told his daughter to always keep six months worth of currency. Dave Packer, ABC News. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says he's not running for president. Manchin announced the decision in a speech today at West Virginia University, saying he did not want to be a spoiler. The centrist Democrat, who often bucked his party's leadership, has been considering a run for the presidency and had said he thought it would be clear by March if there was a path for a third-party candidate this year. Manchin's not running for re-election in 2024 either. His Senate seat in a heavily Republican state is expected to be a prime pickup opportunity for the GOP. Former President Donald Trump has claimed his Supreme Court picks are responsible for overturning the national right to abortion. Now Trump is telling associates how long he thinks a ban should be, with some exceptions. More from ABC's Andy Field. Republicans so far have lost a number of statewide ballot initiatives trying to ban abortion. And former President Trump is not joining the call for an absolute ban. Instead, sources tell ABC News Mr. Trump would push for a 16-week abortion ban, with exceptions for rape, incest, and to save a mother's life. Donald Trump has said he thought Florida Governor DeSantis' six-week abortion law was a terrible mistake. And charges have now been filed in a Wednesday shooting at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs' victory celebration that left a radio DJ dead and nearly two dozen more injured. More from ABC's Alex Stone. It took a while for charges to be filed as police were working with juvenile prosecutors. Now the Jackson County Family Court says that two minors have been charged with gun and resisting arrest charges, but the more charges are likely coming because they are under the age of 18. Little will be released about them, like their names, and all hearings will be closed to the public. A third suspect was released least after police determined that person was not a shooter. Alex Stone, EBC News. 